This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. My name is Kristen, if you don't know who I am. I, yay, I am married to Pastor Abel, and um, I'm a daughter of this house, but more importantly, I'm his daughter, right? Yeah, like what Pastor Kathy talked about um, last week. Um, so I have a very exciting message that God has been burning on the inside of me. And um, this morning, um, I, don't, I, I don't know, I have such an active imagination. And um, it's really fun when we hand that over to him. And we let him take us places. And so for um, probably about 10 years now, I've let him just take me places in just kind of letting him have my imagination and just we go places. And uh, this morning I had a, a picture, vision, what, I don't know what you call it, but I, anyways, he was there with me. And um, it ended in a place of me remembering that scripture that says in the train of his train fills the temple, right? And I just like, I don't know. I just kind of, it hit me because, um, it filled the temple. It wasn't just like, you know, he's sitting on the throne and I think about like, I don't know, a bride and like, you know, you have this train and you always want it to be look pretty in pictures, so you bring it to the front, you know? But it filled the temple. It wasn't just... And it, we think it's going to lay on the floor, right? But it filled the temple. It, it filled it, guys. And what I saw was just... It was like he walked into the room and the train was his presence. It was like everything about him was just filling the temple. And, um, so I'm going to come back to that and I'm also going to just prepare you. I have notes in my Bible and I have notes here and I have notes in my phone. So we're just going to kind of play a little bit. Um, but I'm probably going to use my phone notes, um, tonight for the most part. I'm excited. Sorry, I'm just just going to sink in. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the way we see God and, and even... Um, is there any way you could turn that TV off in the back? Thanks, Jack. I just I can't look at myself in the back. Um, thank you. The way we see God, and this is what I'm realizing, I feel like I have, like God took me like a a champagne bottle and he just went like this, right? And then he just let the cork fly out. And I feel like there's so much hope and love and joy and, and excitement on the inside of me. And I'm realizing that he wants to do that in the body of Christ, like what uh, Maddie said about um, or sang about with fear, like 
No, we're going to kick fear in the face, right? Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done with fear. I'm done with anxiety and depression and, and whatever else the world wants to throw at us. I'm just done with it. And so whatever, however we see God is the most important thing. That is the most important thing. Who he is to us is the most important thing. Not what we read on the, see on the news. Not when we think about what everything that's happened with COVID. Not when we see our little babies in the hospital or whatever. He is the most important thing. What he says about us and who he is is the most important thing. And we will either see the giants around us or we're going to see the giant within us. That's the bottom line. And so I just want to, what I want to do is, if you have your Bibles, um, I'm sure you have your Bibles. If not, it's going to be on your phone, right? So, um, yeah. All right. We are going to read from Numbers 13. All right. And verse 1. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of jump through it, So, but I'll tell you where I'm going. All right. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I have given to the children of Israel. Remember that. I have given to the children of Israel. For which tribe their father... You, your, their fathers, you shall send a man, every, uh, every one a leader among them. So Moses sent them to the wilderness of Paran, according to the commandment of the Lord, all of them men who were head of the children of Israel. So we're going to jump down to verse 17. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and sent them, go up, to the way, go up this way into the south and go to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like the camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether, the, whether they are, there are forests there or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land." We're going to go down to verse 26. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea among, along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go. Listen, Caleb said, Wait. Let us go at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who, were, who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are strong, stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, uh, which they had spied out, saying, the land, there, the land through which we had gone as spies is a land of devourers. It, that devours its inhabitants. 
and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, um, and we were like grasshoppers in their own in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. We're almost done. So, chapter fourteen it says, "So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept with through the night." Um, we're gonna skip to verse. Where are we going? Uh, six. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring, to, bring, it, bring us into the land and give it to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah. Come on, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their, prote- their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear. Yes. Okay. So. When the ten spies go into the land, twelve spies... But that 10, that group of 10 go in the land. They were looking in a place of feeling already like grasshoppers when they go in. But Joshua and Caleb saw themselves as giants, right? When David saw Goliath, he didn't see him as a grasshopper or a little boy. He saw himself as a giant facing a grasshopper. Right? Like he saw himself in the place standing with the backing of all of heaven. And so, what I feel like tonight is that God kind of wants to just um, wake us up a little bit. He just wants to shake us up. He just wants to kind of shake us up. Kind of, I met with Pastor Kathy earlier and, and she was talking about the genie in the bottle and, and where the genie, if you've it's older than me, but you know, the genie would go like this, go like this, go like this. And then she would fall off and finally she would come out. And I feel like, like that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us, like inside of us that like we realize, man, I've been like focusing on the wrong thing. I've lost my focus on my creator and started looking at creation. Like I started to kind of just let them dictate my life instead of what he's saying and what he said, right? So like the children of Israel, like God said, you will have the land. That's what he told the Israelites. And Caleb and Joshua remembered, wait, but he said, we'll have it, Right. But he said, what did God say? So um, I, what I want to do is I want to um, read this. We're just going to go in scripture tonight. I really feel like, um, yeah, we're just going to do a lot of scripture. Okay. And um, so Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. And this is the NLT. So what Matt was singing tonight, I just, oh my gosh, it was like, he talked about God and, um, and his house, the father's house that were his kids and, and in his house, like, and I kept thinking about the, you know, his robe and, and then, you know, he, he sang the song that was like so much about Jesus and just fixing our eyes on Jesus. And so 
in Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. And then I'm going to read from the NLT. I think Vange has it up there too. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy, everybody say joy. Joy. We just release joy in this room. If you need joy, I want you to put your hands out right now because he is releasing joy in this room. That the joy set before him, that you were his joy. Do you know that? Like you were his joy. That you were the joy set before him. Whew. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. But the joy set before him. You. You set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endures such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. I think we need to remember that and God is for us, so who can be against us? And this could just be like, you, this could be you sitting here and you saying, Amen, amen, amen. I'm right there. And this could be you saying, man, I really need this. Or it could be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But it's okay because I really feel like even what Matt, you sang up here, I feel like God just wants to put a fire underneath our butts. Like just to kind of light that flame in us of realizing there's excitement in the kingdom of God. There's so much excitement and I just, I feel like, Yeah, so we just release that joy. I just seriously release that joy. You just receive his joy. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. So um, what I I, I came to this place um, a few days ago, and I started remembering the man who built his house on the rock and then the man that built his house on the sand in Matthew 7. And... um, if you build your house on the sand, which is focusing on what's in the natural, what's going on, you're, all of a sudden you're just letting roots grow down and you're just creating a foundation, but it's sifting sand, right? And so, but then there's this other guy who builds his house on the rock. And so when the waves come in and the, the rain comes down and, and all that stuff, which house do you think stands? So this one that has his house built on the rock, it's the rock, it's Jesus. It's focused directly on Jesus saying, it doesn't matter what I see in the world. It doesn't matter what circumstances I'm I'm faced with today. It doesn't matter what my body is telling me. I actually feel like there's people here tonight where he actually is going to heal you. Like he's actually, I mean, it could be a hard thing. It could be a physical thing, but he's wanting to heal you. He's wanting to bring you to a place where, where you realize that he is your source. He is your source. He's your protection. He's your healer. He's your God. And so, so good. we're just, so, okay. Just so you guys understand kind of like who I am, I, I'm going to, I like to share and then I like when he brings in breakthrough. So 
I really feel like that tonight is that he actually wants this to be an interaction between me talking a little bit, but really this is about you and God. That he actually, he wants to meet you tonight. That, and I do know that if you're here on a Wednesday night, you mean business with God. And so what I'm feeling in my heart is like, if you, and we're just, what we're going to do tonight too, is we're just going to do things together. Um, Cause I also feel that I feel like when we can champion someone else's breakthrough, we get to experience breakthrough ourselves, even when we didn't think we needed it. So I feel like there's some people here who you have actually built your house on sinking sand, on sifting sand, and the waves are coming in and you are so scared. And so um, what I want to do is I just want to, what is forgiveness? It's just shifting, right? It's just turning towards him. So what I want to do is I, I just, let's all close our eyes. Hmm. We're just all going to say it. Just ask the question, Father, have I built a house on sifting sand? And if you hear yes, then it's okay. Because he's going to move you to the rock. All right, so we're still all going to say it. Say, please forgive me for focusing on the natural instead of the spiritual. And I turn towards you and I place my feet on your rock. And as I, I keep going, if, if you're still there in that moment, just stay there. We're just going to, again, this is, this is your night, right? This is you and Jesus. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So that's what we just did. We just turned our focus towards him. So we're going to go to Ephesians 1, 17 through 22. And as you're going there, did you kind of just feel in praise and worship like you just, you were kicking the devil in the face? Like, did it kind of feel like, like you were just like, man, you know what? You can't have this. I don't know. That was just, anyways, that was me maybe. Okay, so 117 through 22, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, a few Sundays back, Abel um, said uh, his message was on he. And, I, and then Pastor Kathy's message was on Jesus, just Jesus, and that we're sons and daughters of the king, that we start from that place. But first, I'm a daughter. Yeah, yeah, I'm this, 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 and this, but first, I'm a daughter, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emphasize him in this scripture. And so 
as I'm reading it, we can, we can tonight, we can just read it like it's scripture or we can let it be the living word and let it penetrate our hearts tonight. So Ephesians, uh, you already know where it is. Okay. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, this is the Father of glory's house. The Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Yeah, if you need hope tonight, I want you just to put your hands out. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? If you're thinking that you don't have inheritance, just position your heart to receive. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? (laughs) I think I I said power too many. Hold on. I'm going to read that again. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Yeah, towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised us from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power. If God became small at some point in last year, all the way up to this point, I want you to position your heart to receive. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. If you think that you don't have a future, I want you to position your heart to receive. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. If you stop believing that he was still on the throne, I want you to position your heart to receive. Yeah. So stay in that position. So um, last, this past Sunday in prayer, um, Sandy uh, was talking. It was amazing. We were just, anyways, she, she just gave this example of hooking ourselves up to the IV of hope. And so I just, I kind of feel like that actually could be for all of us, including me, because I'm like ready already to receive that. Because how many of you want more hope? How many of you want more faith? You want more love? You want more of his presence in your life? You want to see him in a deeper way, right? I think we all do. Right? If he's, he's so deep and he's so good that if we think that we already know his goodness to the max, if we think that we already have all the hope or all the joy or whatever, then I think we're cutting ourselves short because he's got something for us every moment of every day. And so if you're here, obviously you're wanting to encounter God, right? Yeah. So that's what I feel. I feel like we're just going to get hooked, to, hooked up to an IV of hope. So. Okay. Yeah. 
I want you to say this, God. I'm here. And I'm in business with you. And I'm ready for a breakthrough. So instead of me praying over you, I actually feel like I'm just going to read a scripture over us. And it's a prayer from Paul over the church. And so it's Ephesians. You don't have to go there. I think it's just, let's just stay in that place of just letting him encounter us. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. And I thank you that even if we don't really know what's going on or we weren't really expecting this or or whatever, I thank you that that doesn't matter because we're here to meet you. So we just position our hearts to receive your goodness. And we just put off all the thoughts of what a service should be or not be or what we came expecting to get or not get. We just lay it all down. Just positioning our hearts to receive. Yeah. This is in the Passion Translation. It's Ephesians 3.16 through 21. It says, just receive this. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength, you start receiving that supernatural strength floods your innermost being with the divine might and explosive power. Whew. Hmm. I'm just going to read that again because you need to hear that again. That he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with the divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep. Everybody say deep. Deep inside you. Everybody say deep inside me. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered, say empowered, to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you. Everybody say me. Until you are filled to overflow. Just shaking up that bottle. Filled to overflow with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do us exceedingly. Everybody just say exceedingly. Abundantly. Above. 
all that we ask or think according to the power, just keep saying according to the power that works in me. Come on. According to the power that works in you. He's working in you. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus. To, if I just say all generations forever and ever. Amen. I think, and I could be totally wrong. It could just, maybe I'm just preaching to me. But I think we might have forgotten how big our God is. It's in the moments of breakthrough that we realize we're giants on the inside. And we look at the land around us and we don't see it like we're grasshoppers. We see it like we're giants. Yeah. I think he wants to bring us back like what Pastor Kathy talked about last week, about being his kids. You know, this is daddy's house. This is daddy's house. Just put your hand on your heart. Say, this is my daddy's house. And his train fills this temple. This temple. Come on. Yeah. (sighs) I am. I love this scripture and uh, it's Romans 8. I just love Romans 8. It's so good. But I guess 18 and 19, 19 specifically, where it, it talks about um, that the, all of creation groans waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. You know that creation is still groaning? Like it hasn't just been like, it's not like creation just goes, up. Oh, well, guess it's over. You know, I guess they... We'll never find out who they are, or I guess they'll just, you know, whatever. I guess we're just doomed. We're just, you know, creation, they're waiting for us. They're not waiting for our media. Come on. Like, they're waiting for us. All of creation is groaning, waiting for us, waiting for you. And I think that tonight... My hope and my prayer is that you walk out of this room 
what was that song that you were singing, Maddie? The one that was like, I, you know, you sang so much. It was so good. And everything you sang was like perfect. But uh, you know what? I don't even, I don't, whew, it just left. But it was good anyways. Maybe the Lord just wanted you to know you were right on track. That's what it was. Uh, anyways, all right. Well, we'll go back to this. Um, yeah, all of creation is groaning. Um, and then the other thing is that God still has plans for us. Yay. Like he still has plans for us. What does Jeremiah 29, 11 say? Right. We all know this. We have it on like pictures in our house, you know, like it's, it's in Hobby Lobby. Like we, we can find it anywhere. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so The thing is, his plans haven't changed. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to succeed you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He didn't change his mind. So when we go and we see the things that are happening in our life and the situations around us, we can either see it as like, oh gosh, so many giants. I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't, I just... Or what did God say? He said, and I, I'm going to, you know, family, I love my family. I love my family. But sometimes you just hear things that you just, it just takes you down a rabbit hole. And you end up somewhere in like doom and gloom and sifting sand. And then you're like, Wait a minute. What did God say? What did God say? As a mom of a 10-month-old and however many we have after, Abel, um, as a daughter, as, as you know, loving our, our home, our nation, the world, what did God say? Did God say that everything's over? Did God say that he's no longer with us? He didn't say any of that. He said, I know the plans I have for you on that rock. Plans to give you a hope and a future. To prosper you. To succeed you. I think we need to remember that we're his kids. Really. And I feel like me saying that, I just, I kind of want to punch the devil in the face. Like, just kick him. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you make me think that I don't have a future? How dare you make me think that I don't have any more hope? How dare you? Right? And I I just, you know, I, mm. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Just going to kick the devil in the head. So my nephew said, I'm going to kick the devil in the head. So he used to say. All right, so we go back to being a child. Yeah, let's just go there right now. Hmm. All right, everybody says safe. Father God. Papa. And I'm going to stop right there. There actually are some of you in this room, and you don't, you've never sat on his lap. 
But he wants to invite you to do that tonight. And so we're just going to pause and just for the few that have never sat on his lap, I just just ask that question um, and you can just ask it within yourself. Just ask him if he's trustworthy. Ask him if he's safe. If you get a yes, and everybody else, we're just going to go back to Papa. I sit on your lap, and I see my world from this place, from a greater vantage point. Yeah, I'm looking down on my circumstances not looking at them on the peripheral. I'm looking down. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so Pastor Kathy last week talked about we're, we, we are sitting in the offense, right? Not the defense. Isn't that what he said? He said that last week. Monday. Monday. Oh. I thought that was in your teaching. Anyways, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch Monday's chats. It's good. Um, But we're sitting in the offensive seat, not the defensive seat. And I don't know who it was. I have no idea who it was. But this story made me laugh. It was this guy and one of the the greats. You know, one of those, those guys that hated the devil and just went after him and did a lot of damage. And, um... And something came up, and, and he, he was really ticked. And so, and it was, it was something that was really, really hard. And so he just got two chairs, and he put one chair here, and he put the other chair here, and he sat down right here, and he said, Devil, sit down, because you're going to watch me praise God. And it hit me so hard, because I think that we, like... <laughs> You know, like, he's so afraid of our praise. He's so afraid of it. He's so afraid of the body of Christ being happy and excited and ready for whatever he has next. The devil is so afraid of that. He wants us to be like grasshoppers. He wants us to be like the ten. Or the Israelites that were like, oh gosh, this guy, he's huge. You know, like with David and Goliath, they were like, we are not going near that. Because if I have to fight that, I'm going to die. That's bottom line. And then David, what did David do? He showed up and he's like, what are you guys doing? Have, like, have you forgotten who our God is? Like, give me a sword and, and whatever. Like, I'll go fight him. And so... Um, again, I keep going back to our prayer on Sundays. Man, if you can come at 9 o'clock, right? Can I invite everybody? Like, come at 9 o'clock. Pray with us before service. Amazing things happen. It's really good. And, and then you all of a sudden realize, like, everything that happened in worship just was prayed into. And then the sermon, and it's, it's awesome. Anyways, but... 
Pastor Babette shared about the testimony that the Israelites, when they, when, when God did a, did something for them, or there was a breakthrough, they put a boulder down. And so then they would come back to that and say, tell their, their children and their grandchildren or whatever. And you know, they lived to be like 500 years old. So they would be telling, you know, their great, 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 great. You know, this is what God did back then. This is what God did back then. And so I feel like, um, you know, we, we, there's a place for us to remember the testimony now. That God actually like wants us to remember the lion and the bear and not see Goliath or whatever our situation is, see Goliath like he's bigger than the lion and the bear. Like he's not. And David didn't see him like that. And I just, what I want to do is I want to read it. So 1 Samuel, let's see. 1 Samuel, I think 17, I think. 1 Samuel, let's see. 1 Samuel 17, 45 through 46. And I'm going to read in the NIV because I really like how it says it in the end of this. And so I'm going to do 45 and 46. It said, David said to the Philistines, and this is the Philistine, which is Goliath. When he looked at him and he said... No, 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 no. David said to the Philistine, he said, you come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. And he did. Who wants to just cut off the devil's head tonight? Because I think we, I'm just going to share this. this is like, there's this picture that Abel, Pastor Abel, um, wants to put up in the children's ministry. And I'm like, you cannot put that up in there. <laughs> but it's this drawing of David. And he's this young guy. And he's just like, and he's holding the head of Goliath. <laughs> And I'm like, baby, you can't, you can't put that up in the children's ministry. But he's like, why not? Come on. That's what we should be doing, right? We should be like showing this is the head of my enemy. Like, I, he's defeated. Like, he's headless and defeated. Like, he has no head and no feet. Like, he can't do anything. All right. thought that was funny. All right. So I, um, I want to, I think we have 10 minutes left. So what I want to do is I want to, okay, first, I just feel like pause. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I feel like what he wants to do is, okay, so, you know, we realize we're no longer standing on sifting sand. We've moved over to the rock. Okay. You're on the rock now. You're no longer seeing yourself as a grasshopper. You're seeing yourself as a giant. You're a giant in the land. And now, and you, yeah. Okay, that's what we're going to do. Okay, so I, I feel like this is actually just going to be um, an act so instead of just sitting, um, 
I want you to actually, um, if I say anything that has, that rings a bell in your heart, because I actually feel like God's not done in kind of dealing with some stuff, like some icky stuff. Um, so because you can actually leave here and be like, good message, or I don't even know what you said, whatever. Or you can say, wow, God, you met me tonight. Like, you, you met me, and I needed your strength, and I needed your hope. And so you can leave here with him, or you can leave here with a good job. So, okay, so what I feel is that, um, and also, this is kind of random, but if you're streaming right now, or if you're listening to this later, um, also, wherever you are, stand up in your room, like, Stand up and declare. I've done that with many teachings where God actually spoke to me and I just did whatever act it was that they had the people do in the room. So if you are, if you are feeling or have felt, have walked into this room with a feeling of hopelessness, I want you to stand up. If you have walked into this room feeling defeated, I want you to stand up. If you are in need of breakthrough, I want you to stand up. If you're in need of healing, I want you to stand up. If you're in need of financial stability, I want you to stand up. If you're in need of joy, <sighs> yeah, he, yeah, I don't know what that was, but if you're in need of joy, Rafa's like shaking right now. <laughs> Don't worry, Rafa. It was the, the Lord. Um, if you're in need of joy, stand up. If you're in need of thankfulness, stand up. And if you just want to stand up, stand up. Because <sighs> I'm standing too. So Jesus, I thank you that you just shoot us with your glory and your love and your hope and your faith and your goodness and your strength and your provision and your favor and your healing. Whatever you need healing of right now, I want you to just put that, put your hand on, on that area or whatever. Just if you're in need of healing, we just release that right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. We just receive your hope, God. We receive your strength. We receive your love that we need to remember how much you love us. We receive your goodness, we receive your healing, and we receive your glory right now. This is just you and Papa, and you get to receive that he's handing you. In fact, I feel like he's not even handing it to you. He's just like a gushing wind or water. He is just... Sing you. Thank 
you, Jesus. I just feel like when Aslan went and, and he breathed on the stone in Narnia, he just went, and that came to life. So he's just bringing you back to life. Back to life. Maybe your heart's been turned to stone. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I'm just going to take a second. There's just a couple of you that I feel like he just you just need to say, I want more. This is my 10-month-old Judah. When he wants more, he just, he just goes like this. You just, just say you want a little more. I just have... Um, One more thing that I just want to read over you guys. And uh, Maddie, whenever you are out of that place, or not stay in that place, but you know, when you're you're ready, if you could come up. Yeah. Um, Because I think that when Joshua and Caleb and David when they saw the land or saw the giant, (laughs) they already knew the victory. They already saw the victory. They were already standing in the place of victory, even before the victory. So what we're going to do, and um, I I just have a request, Matt, can can you play the first song, Father's House? Because what we're going to do is we're just going to rejoice in the Lord. We're going to thank him for what he did in our hearts. And in there might be, this might just be a, a, the beginning of him working in your heart. You know, so don't leave here and be like, oh man, I missed it. No, you didn't miss it. He's doing a work. He who has begun a good work in you. He who has begun a good work in you. Yeah. All right. So Psalms 100, and I love this Psalms. It's so good. It says, make a joyful noise. In fact, I want to read it from my Bible because it's just juicy in the Bible. Yeah. It says, and this is what I also feel like. We started from this place of this song and we started in a place of declaring and rejoicing. But now there's even less weight on us. So now we get to rejoice even more. So when we're singing this, 
Sing it in a place of victory because you stand with the victor. Okay? Like you're on the winning side no matter what. No matter what, you're on the winning side. So it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. That's you. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It's he who has made us and not we ourselves. Come on, I'm not a product of my own achievement or my own whatever. I am here because he made me and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his courts with with. Sorry, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. Come on, his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. He doesn't stop at one generation and like, I'm done. I'm done. Like they have prosperity, but you can't have any. No, no. They can have, they had joy, but you can't. No. They had hope, but you can't. No. He said, all generations, all generations. Yeah, so God, we just rejoice. And as, Maddie, I love you. As Maddie just plays this song and, yeah, we're just going to rejoice. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ants, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with thanksgiving. Know that the Lord is God. It's he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We're thankful unto him and we bless his name for the Lord is good. Come on. He's good, guys. He is so good. He's good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. And his train fills this temple. Fills this temple. It fills your temple. It fills your temple and your temple. And if you're streaming, it fills your temple. Yeah. Don't leave here without rejoicing.